This is the More Than Fitness Podcast with Matt McLeod. Greetings, friends. We're here for another solo episode of the More Than Fitness Podcast. Uh, So good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope your day is going wonderful. I'm recording this on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We've had a amazing weekend filled with family, friends, delicious food, and if you can possibly hear it in the background, barking dogs, because I am currently at my parents' house and uh, I'm in the basement. So if you hear any collateral noise, that is what that is. Um, but it's been it's been a really fun weekend. I've really enjoyed uh, being home and it just really puts things back into perspective. I think Thanksgiving and, and these holidays like this, um, you know, you just, you just, it just reminds you uh, what's really important in life. And you're not going to have too many of these times left. And, and that's something that I, I've realized as I've, I've gotten older and things like that. I've just noticed that I only have so many of these Thanksgivings left. I only have so many of these Christmases left uh, with my with my parents and with my family. Uh, whatever you just never know because people travel, people have things they got to do, et cetera, et cetera. So any time that I can take advantage of being home, uh, being with my family, seeing some hometown friends, uh, I'm always happy to do that. Um, so, with it being the weekend. And with it being a very common question that I get from a lot of people, and it seems like Monday through Thursday for most people is pretty easy as far as following their fitness goals go. Uh, Monday through Thursday, everything seems to be routine. They have their shit together, basically. They're motivated on Monday um, to, to get back on track after a weekend usually filled with gluttony and Monday through Thursday, it's, it's easy because you've got the, the same routine every day. So it's, it's, it's a little bit easier to remain consistent with, uh, uh, with your eating schedule, with your gym schedule, because, um, most days are predictable. Uh, I think whenever Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes, you're, you're more relaxed. You are, um, you've got different events going on. The days just aren't pre- as predictable as they normally are. Um, and that's where a lot of people can get thrown off their fitness goals. And so today I want to talk to you guys about how you can enjoy your weekend without ruining your diet. Because the thing with the, the diet stuff is it's no fun if you have to and this is this is subjective, obviously, because I do know some people that have that enjoy weighing their food out before they go eat at a restaurant, literally bringing their own food, um, or they they look up all the calories and macros and everything like that beforehand. Uh, it just makes them feel more in control. So if that is you, um, which we'll talk about in just a second, um, then then you know, kudos to you. But for me, uh, I if I'm gonna go, if I've got a a uh, a dinner with with friends and people that I really want to spend time with and and enjoy to the max possible. Uh, I don't want to be worrying about 
the the food that I'm eating um, or how many calories something has or anything to detract from that experience. Uh, it's just not something that me personally, I, that I want to deal with. Uh, and But I think that with a little bit of tweaks and a little bit of planning, um, I think that you can absolutely enjoy everything that you want to do on the weekend and still stay on track with your fitness goals. And before we dive in, I'm going to take a nice little swig of water uh, and then I'm going to I'm going to let you know how, how you can enjoy your weekend without ruining your diet. One sec. OK, let's dive into this. The first thing that I think you need to do is decide what matters most to you. Uh, so this is just your your priorities. What do you care about most? And whenever you figure out what you care about most, that's going to determine how flexible you can be with your diet. And so I have three different categories here. And the first category is your trying to get the best results possible in the shortest amount of time. So for me, this would be like whenever I was doing my bodybuilding competition and I had to track every calorie that I put in my mouth. Um, I had to weigh every food, the macros, everything. Everything had to be spot on. But it's because I was trying to get the absolute best results possible. And this could be what you're looking for. You're, you've got a very short window and you're willing to sacrifice some of the uh, whatever delicious foods and events with with people, you're willing to sacrifice that in order to reach your your lofty fitness goals. And if if that's the state that you're in right now, then like I said, more power to you. I've gone to those extremes before and I had a goal that I was determined to meet. And for those 22 weeks of dieting, I was willing to set aside um, some of the some of the treats and the uh, um fun activities that I could normally do uh, in order to pursue this higher goal. And uh, looking back on it, I'm, I'm glad that I did it and I'm glad I stuck it through because that's what I determined was important to me at that time. Uh, so if, if you're looking for the best results possible, I want you to not feel bad about that. If that's a goal that you've set forth for yourself, um, I want you to, I want you to stick to it with, with no apologies. Um, so yeah, I think first what you need to do is decide what matters to you most. Uh, and this category that I've been talking about where you're trying to get the best results possible, uh, you're going to have to take the least flexible approach. Uh, and this means tracking and weighing every calorie, uh, that you, that you eat. So if you're, if you're going out, uh, to a, to a restaurant or something like that, you're going to have to plan your day. Uh, whatever whatever you've already eaten for that day, you're going to have to plan uh, ahead. You're going to have to go to the menu. You're going to have to look at the calories, the proteins, the fats, the carbs, um, everything from that restaurant. If you even choose to go to the restaurant in the first place, because we have to remember that these calories and things that they put on the menu of some of these restaurants, they're not always going to be 100% accurate. Nutrition facts in general on foods are not 100% accurate, but at restaurants, where it is, uh, uh, the margin of error is much higher because you have these, these chefs and cooks and things and, and they're, 
yes, of course, they're trying to get the recipe correct, but also they're not measuring out how much necessarily. They're not measuring out how much olive oil they put on something or the the butter they put on something or um, whatever. So you have to remember that there are going to there is going to be a higher margin of error at the restaurant. So your best bet is one to look up the calories and things beforehand. But I would also give yourself a little uh, again, a margin of error. So I would overestimate how many calories they are using, uh, for that, for that meal. So if they say the meal is 500 calories, I would go ahead and just mark it down to 700 calories. And that'll give you a little bit of a buffer in case they aren't hundred percent correct. Uh, and you'll, you'll be good to go. I would also suggest to pick food choices where the margin of error is smaller, meaning I would choose something like a piece of meat, so like grilled chicken, or, or or if you can get a lean sirloin or something like that, that may be uh, a great choice. Uh, I would also get something like a veggie. So if you could just get a baked potato um, with maybe the butter on the side so you could apply the butter yourself so that you know how much is going on the baked potato. Um, and then another veggie. So if you get broccoli uh, or something like that, then then that could totally work. But I would get a, a, a piece of meat I would get, and then I would get two veggie choices. And if you get the potato, obviously that works. There's nothing on the potato. It's just a potato. And then you get the butter on the side. Um, or if you get a salad, make sure you get the salad. Um, and then with my salads, I always like to have the dressing on the side instead of having it poured all over it, because then you can dose the dressing as much as you want. And what I actually like to do, a little tip is to dip my fork in the dressing and then take a bite of the salad. So this way with every bite you eat, you get a little bit of dressing, but you also don't douse the entire salad in hundreds of extra calories. Uh, So that's one little tip you can use for salads. Um, But an example of what you wouldn't want to get would be something like uh, obviously, but like chicken Alfredo or something like that, some type of mixed dish where you have all your proteins and carbs and fats and everything is kind of mixed together. So think like casseroles um, or or uh, oftentimes like sandwiches, cer- certain things like that that have a lot of different ingredients that you would have to insert into like if you got a sandwich on my fitness pal you would have to insert the bread and then you would have to pick the the meat and then the cheese and then the uh whatever there's sauce on it uh the vegetables so so picking something like a, a meat and then two veggie sources that's going to be pretty easy uh, across the board to track in my fitness pal um but yeah you're going to have to weigh everything out uh, um, or at least eyeball it the best you can. And often if they say eight ounces of chicken, you can just put it in as eight ounces, uh, and you should be, you should be good to go. But I know most people listening to this probably aren't willing to do that, but there are some people that want to, uh, reach their goals as quickly as possible. And if you're, if that is a goal of yours, you're going to have to choose to quote unquote, like eat healthy at these restaurants. And I would get the, uh, the safest, choice. And that's, that's basically what I just talked about. I would avoid the mixed meals. Um, okay. Let's move on to the next category. And this is where you're going to get pretty good results. Uh, and it's going to be moderately flexible. Um, and this still has to do with, with calorie counting. Um, and what I like to do, and this is kind of the approach that I take with the majority of my clients. And I like to give them weekly calorie goals. 
And what this does is it allows them to um, budget on certain days so that they can eat more on on alternate days. Um, for example, Monday through Thursday, whenever things are very easy, um, you know, that everything is routine, they can stay fairly consistent with ease. Uh, Monday through Thursday, I would make them create a buffer of calories. So if they're if normally they're supposed to eat, let's say, um, to make it easy, just 2000 calories a day. Uh, so they're supposed to eat 14,000 calories per week. Um, so 2000 times seven, 14,000 math is fun. Um, I would make them eat 1800 calories Monday through Thursday. So what this does is each day they get about a 200 calorie buffer that they can add to their weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they can add these, these 200, 400, however many extra calories they want on say Friday and Saturday, and then they can still achieve their weekly calorie goal uh, of 14,000. And uh, I usually give them a range. So it would be like, let's say 13,800 to 14,200. Give them about 400 calories to play around with. Um, and that's the range that they can they can hit. But this, this gives you a little bit of flexibility and it allows you to um, not be super anal about everything, but it's just like, okay, Monday through Thursday, I'm super busy anyway. So I'm going to eat a little bit less on these days. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm going to have these calories banked up uh, and then and then I can enjoy what I want on Friday and Saturday. You can go out and get a good meal um, and and you won't do any uh, or you won't do too much, quote unquote, damage. Um, and, and like I said, this usually works out uh, pretty well for people. What I don't necessarily want you to do is create this cycle of restrict and binge. And this is what people can do throughout the week. They, they fast for very long periods of time. They eat, let's say 800 calories per day, Monday through Thursday. And then whenever Friday, Saturday gets here, they just binge completely. Uh, they go crazy. They eat whatever they want. Um, and this just, this can this can create a very vicious cycle of restricting and binging uh, over and over again. And it can create lots of feelings of guilt and just bad digestion issues uh, and, and all kinds of different things. So you want to make sure that you don't take advantage of this this weekly calorie goal and or, or you don't want to abuse it uh, is what I mean. So with the buffers, make sure that it's whatever, like 200 less calories uh, or something like that less per day, Monday through Thursday. And then you have some calories banked up for, for Friday and Saturday where you can, you can enjoy what you want. Um, and I'll talk about how you can eat on those Friday and Saturdays, uh, to, to, to balance this out even, even more so, uh, within those specific days. Um, so that's, that's the second one where you're, it's moderately flexible approach, um, but you still get pretty good results. Um, and lastly, uh, this is going to be your most flexible approach. And this is going to be, you're basically on maintenance mode with this one because um, this, and this is actually, this is about what I do. Uh, for me, it's like Monday through Thursday uh, or even probably Sunday through Thursday. I can, I can eat relatively well, but then on, on Friday and Saturday, uh, at least for for one meal of the day, I, I want to I want to let loose. I'm not counting calories at this time, uh, so all of these strategies that I'm about to uh, explain are going to be. You don't necessarily have to count calories to make these work, um, 
And you can make this work even better if you do have some experience in the past uh, estimating portions. Uh, you have counting calories and macros before, so you know uh, rough ballparks of, of what foods have what macros and calories in them. Uh, and that can be that can be super helpful for this so that you can um, make more accurate estimations whenever you're doing this. Um, but for me, what this looks like is I eat normal Monday through Thursday. Um, just just kind of like I normally would. I stay pretty consistent with with most of my meals. Um, uh, and I I estimate everything again. Like I said, I've spent years tracking my calories and macros. So so I have a good estimate about how much I'm I'm eating each day and with each meal. Um, I also weigh myself almost every morning. And that usually tells me uh, if I can see the trends of what my weight's doing, if my weight is consistently going up over time, I'm like, all right, well, if, if I'm trying to lose body fat, I'm like, all right, well, I should probably back off a little bit, eat a little bit less, choose less whatever fried foods, uh, easy on the butter or the oils or whatever. Um, it's just kind of a, it, it gives me a little bit of feedback into how I should eat for the next day. Um, if I'm super bloated or whatever, and I'm up like three pounds from the day before, it's like, all right, well, maybe today wouldn't be a good day to go all out and, and eat whatever I want uh, and just really go crazy. It's like, let's take a little bit more of a moderate approach. Um, so what I would do for the weekend is, so like I said, Monday through Thursday is normal eating. And then whenever Friday and Saturday comes, uh, all I do is... So just like I did with the weekly calorie budget where you balance out the calories. So Monday through Thursday, you're eating less. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you eat a little bit more. Uh, we're basically taking that from a weekly um, view and we're taking that to a daily view. So all I do is balance out my calories. If I know that I'm going to have a big dinner with with friends or coworkers or family or whatever, um, I just balance my calories earlier on in the day uh, and then I enjoy what I want to enjoy at nighttime. So what this would look like is in the in the earlier parts of the day, I would honestly, I would also probably fast for quite a bit of time uh, in the beginning of the day, maybe like, you know, two, three, four hours, whatever, whatever I'm feeling. Um, and a good tip for this and what I normally do anyway is I'll fast for probably the first hour to two hours upon waking just because I'm not super hungry. And I know a lot of other people do this too, uh, without even realizing, but they're just not super hungry. Um, but the thing is, is you, you are in a more catabolic state. Uh, so you're, you're higher risk of losing muscle mass, uh, upon waking because you haven't eaten in whatever, six, seven, eight hours. Uh, so the longer that you go, the more likelihood it is that you can lose some muscle. Uh, so what I do instead is I basically fast for the first two hours, but then as soon as I start to get hungry um, or lightheaded or whatever, then I'll just, I'll have a protein shake and maybe some blueberries or, or something like that, something light. Um, but also I'm going to have that protein source. Uh, so you could do like uh, some people do smoothies or, or protein shakes. Uh, they put protein in their smoothie with some fruit and veggies and things like that. Like that's perfect. Um, some people could also do a Greek yogurt. Uh, uh, and that would, that would work as well. I would just have some type of protein source, a light meal that can, that can hold me off so that I'm not going to, uh, whatever sugar crash or, or something like that. It's going to be something light, but it's also going to stave off that muscle wasting in the morning. So one to two hours after waking, I'll have a, I'll have a, um, and I have the ready to drink muscle milks. Those things are lightsaber, life, light, lightsabers. They're lightsabers to me. Um, <laughs> 
that I, they are life savers. So the ready to drink ones, I get them just at Kroger. They're 25 grams of protein per pop. Um, and they're, they're muscle milk, the chocolate ones, they're, they're pretty tasty. Um, and so I have those in my fridge. I'm ready to go. As soon as I start getting hungry, I don't even think about it. I go in the fridge, I grab me, grab me the protein shake, grab me a little bit of fruit, come back, eat it. And then I just continue working like, like nothing ever happened. Um, but I get those perks of, uh, staving off that, those catabolic processes. Um, and also I don't, I don't crash. My energy stays, stays pretty high still. Um, but this, so that would be an example of my, my first meal of the day. Um, and then for lunch, it would be something light again. So basically what I want you to do to balance out your calories is to have mostly, um, uh, I want you to have mostly protein and carbs for the, for the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, whenever you have the, uh, the big meal, you can kind of eat whatever you want, but the purpose in the beginning to have mostly protein, uh, and carbs. So, so mostly protein and veggies and fruit, uh, is that you're, you're saving calories. Um, but also the protein is going to help a little bit with hunger. It's going to help with muscle building so that you can at least get close to hitting your, your protein goal for that day. Um, but if you're just having veggies and fruits, it's going to be low calorie, you're going to get in some nutritious foods. So it's going to have vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, all of that good stuff. Uh, and you, you eat that until, until, uh, dinner time. Uh, so what I would recommend doing is having, you could even have like a grilled chicken salad at lunch. Um, again, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Greek yogurt, um, and the fruit and, and all of that. So I think those are, those are some solid options you could do, um, you could even do like a half a handful of, of almonds um, and then some 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 watermelon, some strawberries, uh, blueberries, uh, some Greek yogurt as well, protein shake, uh, or you could even do a light deli sandwich that could that could work as well. Um, and then you'll be you'll be set until dinner. I think another thing that you have to be cautious of is your hunger levels going into dinner because obviously obviously if you go into dinner and you're you're ravishly hungry you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be super careful because you're gonna want to eat anything and everything uh so a good little trick for this and and something that i tell my clients sometimes is have like if you do have um protein powder do like half a scoop um in in a in a shake and whey protein has this very interesting satiating effect that a lot of other proteins don't have. Um, so even if you just have half a scoop of protein, it's going to be able to hold you off uh, until you get your food. Um, and you, and it also won't entirely ruin your hunger as well because you don't want to have that half protein um scoop and then go into dinner and then it just ruins your dinner because you're not hungry anymore. Um, but if you have that like maybe an hour before or hour to an hour and a half before you go to dinner, that's going to be enough to hold you over uh, until you actually get seated and you're about to get your meal um, and, and all of that. So you should be you should be in good shape there. Um, but managing your hunger should should definitely be uh, the priority going into that, so you don't overkill. Um, lastly, another hack with this. Um, Something that I've I've told my clients about whenever they have like I had one go to a bridal shower uh, or just some type of event, 
or, or something, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be food everywhere. They may have alcohol or uh, whatever. And you can even use this general rule uh, um, just to manage your, your overall calories without having to track. Um, and this is the, the, the carbs and fats hack. And essentially what I want you to do is every single meal should always have protein. That's a given. You want to always have some type of protein source. Um, but to manage your calories a little bit better, I want you to alternate your carbs and fats at each meal. So for example, your first meal would be just protein and carbs, and your second meal would be just protein and fats. And then your third meal would be just protein and carbs. And what this does is it allows you to um, enjoy a variety of foods, but it also keeps your overall calories in check because you don't have these these mixed foods. You don't have proteins, fats, and carbs at every single meal. That's just by default. That's probably going to limit um, your overall food intake. Uh, and so what I tell them to do if they go to these bridal showers, because they're probably going to be, there's probably going to be meats and fruits, uh, meat trays, fruit trays, uh, et cetera. And so what I tell them to do is like opt for protein and carbs. So this would be like meats and fruit. Uh, or meats and like crackers, uh, or meats and pretzels, something something like that, uh, or even baked chips could be a good option. Um, that that could that could work. Um, or they could do protein and fats. So this could be meats and cheese, uh, or meats and nuts. Um, and I would prefer if you could if you could if they have it, of course, because who knows what they would have at these things, but. If you could go for a leaner meat whenever you're choosing the fats, because fats add up more quickly because they have nine calories per gram. Uh, so you're, you're, you can eat less amount of food of the fats um, and, and get quite a bit of calories. So you just have to be mindful whenever you choose the protein and fats option. Um, but yeah, so you get meats and cheese and nuts, uh, et cetera, but you avoid the fruits or the breads or the desserts or whatever. Um this is just a simple tactic to use uh, whenever you're going out to limit your your overall calories. It's not because proteins, carbs, and fats are like super fattening whenever they're eaten together uh, or they do anything weird. It's just the overall fact that you want to if whenever you limit an entire macronutrient, you're you're going to limit the the overall calories in general. Um, so yeah, I think those are those are the three different categories that I think that whenever you decide on your priorities, uh, uh, that's going to be able to tell you how flexible you can be. So the least flexible, but best results, moderately flexible and okay results or the most flexible. Uh, and you just try and maintain, um, your results over the weekend. Um, I've got one more thing. I want to cover alcohol, uh, next real quick. And, um, Here's the thing about alcohol. So alcohol does, it is a, it is considered a macronutrient and it has seven calories per gram. Uh, so it doesn't just have not have any calories, which some people may lead you to believe. Um, but also alcohol doesn't inherently make you fat. Again, what makes you fat is excess calories and alcohol does have seven calories per gram. So you can get fat off drinking too much. Um, but it's not like if you take a shot of whiskey, that that whiskey is automatically going to be converted straight into fat. Um, that's just not how it works. And actually it, alcohol is, is interesting 
how it's metabolized. It's not metabolized necessarily um, like the other macronutrients, but the body does see alcohol as a toxin. And whenever the body sees something as a toxin, it immediately tries to excrete that toxin. Uh, it tries to metabolize it, get rid of it as quick as possible so that it can get back to functioning normally. Um, so what that means is that alcohol isn't usually the culprit that makes people fat. What makes people fat is what they eat after they drink alcohol because alcohol obviously gives you the whatever. It could give you the munchies. You could get the, the drunk eats, um, uh, whatever. After, after you get drunk, your, um, your uh, decision-making process is blunted and um, your, your, your future goals can be meaningless. So it's like, screw it. Why not get the meats, uh, pizza, and the dessert as well um, and the, the Coke to go along with it? Uh, you, just, you, you just don't care as much. So what happens is, like I said, the alcohol has to be metabolized first. So you drink all this alcohol, your body is currently trying to metabolize it and get rid of it. Um, but then also you eat this entire pizza. And so what happens is while the body is trying to get rid of the alcohol, the, the food just kind of sits there. And what is your body going to do with that food? Um, for the most part, it's going to, it's going to make it easier to store as fat, uh, and out of all three macronutrients, fat, the, the, the fat macronutrient is the easiest to store as fat because it doesn't have to go through as many conversions in order to be fat because <laughs> it already is it. Um, so what I, what I'm saying is whenever you do consume alcohol, having a very high fat meal afterwards is a recipe to gain fat more quickly, uh, than you would if you just had that meal, uh, by itself. So that's something to be mindful of, uh, whenever you are deciding to consume alcohol, what I would highly suggest, uh, and this is what I, I tell my clients as well. It's like, you have to, you have to win the battle before you even leave the house. So what I want you to do is make sure that you have a post drink meal ready upon returning home to avoid any late night binges. And you have to make sure that you actually want to eat the meal. I'm not saying you need to have a, a grilled chicken salad with olive oil on it or whatever ready for you whenever you get home because you're going to see that and be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to order the pizza. Um, so what I, I, I want a moderately healthy meal here, something that'll just, you'll be like, okay, this is easy. There's easy access. It's going to even save you money. Um, and it's tasty. So you're like, all right, this is, this is an option that I will actually choose to eat whenever I get home. And, and my go-to, uh, is, is just having a deli meat sandwich. Um, so I'll, I'll do like honey, whole wheat bread, I'll have turkey, cheese, spinach, tomatoes. Um, and I have it all, uh, um, I have it all pre-prepared, pre so everything's cut up, everything's on the on the sandwich, everything's ready to go, and I even have the sandwich in a plastic baggie. Um, and so the plastic baggie is so key because it's already ready to roll. As soon as you get home, you can go in, grab this, because if there's any friction between you, if you would have to make this meal whenever you get home, it's not happening. Like you, if, you, if you've ever been drunk and you came home and you thought about making food, it's, it's likely not going to happen. So have it prepared in the plastic baggie, ready to go so that you can take it out, put it on the plate and, and it's good. Um, I also like baked chips. 
so what I would do with baked chips is if you don't have the single serving baggies, take some chips out, put it in a plastic baggie and, and have it like right next to the fridge so that after you get out your, your sandwich, you can grab the sandwich, you can grab the chips. Um, I like a Powerade Zero, so it's a little bit of sweetness, um, but it's also not a Diet Coke or something like that. To ha- that's going to have caffeine in it. That's going to mess with your sleep. But a Powerade Zero is still delicious, um, so you can you can have that, uh, and also some fruit. This is this is super easy. Most fruit is, is already ready to roll, uh, so you can have strawberries, berries, um, clementines are also a sweet, delicious treat. Um, whenever you are intoxicated. Um, something like that, even a banana, whatever, uh, having all of those ready to roll that you can literally have it in your mouth within 30 seconds of arriving home is crucial. Uh, so yeah, make sure that you win the battle before you even leave the house, prepare ahead of time. Um, another tip I would give is to pregame before you go out so that you can one, save some money because drinks at bars are usually ridiculously expensive. Um, but you can also limit unnecessary calories because if you go to a bar and people buy you sugary, a sugary shot, you, you're not going to decline, right? So it's just like, and you, you're not going to like, oh no, it's got sugar in it. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this one. It's like, don't be that person. Um, but what happens is you can you can drink some at your house. You can control everything that you put in that drink, uh, and then and then one you're you're feeling good by the time that you get to the bar, and you can drink less overall. Uh, for most of us, some people heard that and laughed. Um, but it's also yeah, it's it's saving you money. It's limiting unnecessary calories, um, and it also allows you to have again that little bit of buffer in case somebody offers you a drink or or whatever. Um, as far as what you should drink, in my opinion, uh, I would opt for the hard liquor and zero calorie mixers um, or just drink it straight. So having like whiskey on the rocks or having it neat uh, or something like that. This allows you to maximize your drunkenness and minimize your excess calories. Uh, because what what tends to happen is pe- like why waste so many um, extra calories? Like if you get... If you let's say if you get a, a a a Jack and Coke or just a bourbon and Coke or something like that, like if you just switch that over to a Diet Coke instead of a regular Coke, um, one you're going to taste the alcohol more, which can be good typically, um, but also you're not adding in 150 to 200 calories that you're just drinking from excess sugar. Um, so yeah, that's that's something to think about or thinking about like. Um, all these cocktails and things like you don't have to choose these super sugary drinks um, or or beer is another one. Beer obviously is it's basically like liquid carbohydrates uh, and then it has alcohol in it as well. But I know beers can be delicious. But if you're looking for, again, maximum drunkenness with minimizing the excess calories, opt for the hard liquor um, and zero calorie mixers. There's this really cool website. Uh, that's called uh, getdrunknotfat.com. Um, and it's a really awesome, funny resource as well. Um, but it has tons of beers and liquors and vodkas. And it actually gives them uh, uh, ratings uh, about how to, whatever, maximize the the most amount of drunkenness for the least amount of calories. Uh, it's really cool how they have it laid out. But again, it's www.getdrunknotfat.com. Uh, so yeah, definitely, 
check that out if you if you really want to dive in and do a little bit of research before you go out um, and 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 make some choices before you get there. Uh, again, another thing to do is on the day that you drink, balance your calories throughout the day by eating quality protein, veggies, and fruit only leading up uh, to to whenever you go out. Again, this just creates a buffer so that you're not eating heavy meals for breakfast and lunch, and then you decide to go out and drink as well. Um, balancing your calories is is huge. I would make sure that you you don't go into your night super hungry, um, and because that can create all kinds of issues and it's a recipe for disaster. But also don't go into the the um, also don't go into your night with like a completely full stomach because then you're just going to keep drinking and keep drinking. If, if the goal is to, uh, you know, get buzzed or, or feel slightly intoxicated or whatever, if you have more food in your stomach, your body is trying to digest that food and you're not necessarily going to feel the effects of alcohol as much. So you have to drink more. Um, so I would go on a, on a scale of one to 10 for the hunger scale on the hunger scale, 10 being like ravenously hungry, one being very, very full. I would go into the to the night drinking probably at like a six. I think that that would that would be that would be pretty solid. Maybe not have a meal for uh, about an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours before you start drinking. And that way, uh, you don't have to drink a ton to to start feeling the effects. But you're also not um, uh, super hungry going into the night. Um, yeah, and I think I think the overall theme here is to. Do a little bit of planning ahead before before you go out. Um, oh, a last last thing that I, I wanted to bring up that I forgot to mention um, in the beginning about whenever you go out to dinners or something like that. Um, I want you to decide beforehand exactly what you're going to do uh, because what happens is oftentimes people's plans whenever they 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 go out to dinner. Uh, or whatever, and they try and eat healthy, they're like, I'm just going to try my best. You know, it's like, that's, that's their game plan. They're like, oh, I'm just, whenever the decision time comes, I'm going to choose something healthy. And we all know that that's not going to happen. Eight times out of 10, you, you choose whatever you, it's like whenever everyone else is ordering their burger or um, like delicious food, you're like, okay, am I really going to be the only person here eating a, a, a grilled chicken salad? It's like, no, you're going to be peer pressured, whatever, uh, and you're going to cave. But then what happens is whenever you cave, then you're like to the entire night, you're just like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm just, I'm completely off my diet now. Uh, and then that's whenever people, you know, you, you make decisions and you eat everything in sight for the entire rest of the night, possibly the entire weekend, um, et cetera, et cetera. So my suggestion is to decide before you go out to eat i would look at the menu or something have well first figure out what you're going to do are you going to eat if you're going to eat healthy at this restaurant i would pick out maybe two different things that you're like okay i will for sure get this or this there will be no wavering and i'm 100 percent going to get this uh, and i'm going to be happy with with um uh, my decision to do it um, but if you also decide, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to get the fried chicken and fries. I want you to decide that too and stick to it and not feel guilty about it. Because the worst thing that you can do is 
say, oh, I'm going to do my best and eat healthy. And then what happens is you go out uh, and then you get peer pressured and you say, screw it. And you end up getting the, the chicken fingers and fries. And then while you're eating the chicken fingers and fries, you're feeling guilty about eating the chicken fingers and fries. And, and it's just like, at least if you're going to have that quote unquote unhealthy meal, but delicious meal, like enjoy it fully. Don't, don't blunt your, your enjoyment of eating that meal because you feel guilty about it. Um, so yeah, take a couple minutes beforehand, uh, do just a little bit of research, pick out one or two, uh, meals that you can for sure get that you will be happy with. And that also aligns with your priorities and your goals. Um, I think that that will really, really help you with your, uh, overall, you're, you're going to feel content and satisfied with your decision. You're going to feel in control, uh, of, of the choices that you made. You autonomously made that decision to do that. Uh, and you can, you can feel good about it, whether you get the chicken fingers and fries, or if you get the grilled chicken salad, um, there's not a right or wrong answer, but whatever you decide to do, decide it and stick to it, um, and, and feel good about it afterwards. Uh, that's, that's the point of all of this. I want you to do just a little bit of planning ahead, tweaking, uh, thinking ahead uh, to make sure that you enjoy your weekend. That's that's the point here. I understand the the fitness goals and things like that are important, um, but you just have to to figure out what is your priority in this moment uh, and and decide from there. I don't want you to feel guilty about it. I don't want you to be apologetic about it. It is your life. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, so yeah, I think that, that that should conclude most of the tips that I have for you. There's there's so many different things that I could touch on um, for specifics. So if you do have a specific um, event or obstacle or something like that that you've been struggling with uh, whenever the weekend comes, whether it be a coworker bugging you uh, or your parents bugging you or best friend or spouse, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, whatever. Uh, if you have a specific context that you need help with, uh, send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Um, both of those should be linked in the show notes in case you you want to do that. Uh, and and I would be I'd be happy to help you out, but. Life is life is too short to to be dreading your weekends for the sole fact that uh, you you ruin quote unquote your progress uh, every every time the weekend comes and it's 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 ruining your your happiness and ruining your fitness goals and uh, both of those are no bueno. So with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this. And as always, I really really appreciate. Those of you who are listening, and I really hope that this was helpful. Um, and if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please go rate and review uh, the podcast uh, on iTunes. It helps me um, as far as uh, being visible and uh, gaining credibility and getting more listeners uh, and just spreading spreading the good word. I'm, I'm trying to make fitness more feasible for people, making it more fun, um, and also making sure that they don't feel trapped whenever they, uh, or, or dread their, their fitness goals and feel like it's ruining their life. So leave me a, a rate and review on iTunes and, um, thank you as always for listening, uh, until next time.